All right, everyone, welcome to Simply Bitcoin. We break down the news, the daily fail, meme review, software releases, hardware releases, and the pleb sites. We've got two very special guests, fellow Bitcoiners live from Porkfest in New Hampshire. That's right. We've got Patrick the Motorist and we've got Surfer Jim. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Hey, what's going on, uh, Nico and Phil? Uh, hello from uh, from the crazy New Hampshire up in the White Mountains. And Surfer Jim literally just pulled up five minutes ago, if that, maybe two minutes ago, and he just ran down here. So, Surfer Jim, say what's up. What's up, guys? Uh, good talking to you guys. Uh, you guys do a great podcast. I listen all the time. Great seeing you guys in Miami and in Vegas. And thanks for having us on again. Thank you so much. This is awesome and totally unexpected. Anyways, this is great. Okay, Nico, you know the deal. We're diving into the numbers. Let's do it, my friend. Number time. Brought to you by Noddle. They make some of the best Bitcoin nodes like the Noddle One. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Whirlpool, Dojo, all in the comfort of your own home. Remember, guys, if you don't run your own Bitcoin node, you're using someone else's. That's a big no-no for privacy. So get yourself a Noddle Bitcoin node today. At the time of this recording, the block height is 741,768. The Bitcoin price, 20,880. Chain rewrite day. 756 total public lightning capacity 3927.3 BTC Moscow time 4789 blocks to the happening 98232 and the Samurai Whirlpool unspent capacity Samurai Whirlpool is a coin join or collaborative spend it is not a mixing service and the unspent capacity for that pool is 4718 dot zero zero btc now before we move on nico before we move on to the rest of the numbers we had a question from fellow bitcoiner why do we keep saying why do we keep saying samurai whirlpool is a collaborative spend and not a mixing service why does this matter okay so Shout out to you, Frito. He's asking, why is it important that Whirlpool service is collaborative spend and not a mixing service? Thank you. So here we go. Let's dive into what people were saying about it. So LC gave a really good answer. Mixing is a custodial service. Okay. Used to be called mixers, tumblers back in the day. People would all send their corn to one person or entity and they would redistribute it. So simply put, right? The key of a collaborative spend is that there's no centralized service, okay? It is that we are all collaborating, okay? We are all cooperating to essentially spend or move the Bitcoin or the UTXOs together. Whereas a mixing service is a centralized entity where we, quote unquote, would send our Bitcoin to. Okay, and then that centralized service would then perform a function. And then what comes out the other side is obfuscated or another way of saying it masked. All right. So and one is illegal and one is not. Right? That's right. That's uh, the, the other piece. The mixing <laughs> service, because it's sent to a centralized party and they could be considered a money transmitter by the laws. Right. Whereas in uh, a collaborative coin join, right, is a bunch of people putting their transactions together, right? There is no central entity. So I think it's a big That's difference. Right. Anyways, covering a little bit of clown world, and I know that Jim is going to have a hot take on this. Um, first of all, before I get into this, uh, you guys know the deal. We are apolitical on Simply Bitcoin. We don't lean left or right in the traditional fiat parties. We both believe that they do the same thing. They print a whole lot of money. Um, whether it's Democrats or Republicans. So that being said, um, this is the level of gaslighting. And for our audio listeners, shout out to everyone listening on Spaces and on the podcast. Stay for after the show because we're going to do a live Q&A on Twitter, um, on Twitter Spaces. But anyways, this is the new uh, press secretary for the White House after Jen Psaki stepped down. Her name is Corrine Jean-Pierre. And check this out, right? And this is why I make the argument that 
the government when it comes to the effects of money printing and what the effects of money printing are on society, they just gaslight you. They totally gaslight you. The incentives are not aligned. Anyways, let's check out what she has to say. Yeah. The president said last week that um, uh, there's no inevitability around a recession, but there is a, a greater deal of, of market concern about uh, exactly that. Uh, and I know that inflation is your number one concern, but can you talk a little bit about if you're doing anything at all to prevent uh, a recession or a rise in unemployment? So the way that we see this, and you've heard us uh, talk about this, that we're in a moment of transition. Uh, we have we have seen uh, we are in a unique situation with our uh, with the historical uh, gains with our economy. Uh, the way that uh, we see it is unemployment rate has held steady at 3.6, which is also near historic uh, lows. Uh, business in investment remains strong. Uh, household balance sheets remain strong. Uh, there was an analysis that came out recently that showed middle class Americans had an additional $10,000 uh, in savings then before the pandemic. Uh, another analysis found that all income groups had higher uh, checking account balances at the end of March than they had pre-pandemic. So we see that the strengths that we are economic strength. Th that, that's just pure gaslighting. Everyone's poor. We all know that. Life has gotten significantly more expensive. And now the question was tailored in a way where it's like, what are you guys doing about inflation, right? And she's kind of deflecting a little bit. But if you really want to know how they feel there's always the freudian slip and that's exactly what happened today this was a biden press conference and uh let's check out what he had to say remember let's see how they feel about inflation at least this year we, we do need more money but we don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually we need more money to plan for the second pandemic there's going to be another pandemic we have to think ahead and that's not something the last outfit did very well. That's something we've been doing for fairly well. That's why we need the money. <laughs> so they're already trying to find another way to print more money because they need more money. And look, and honestly, you can't blame them. Like after at the end of the day, they're human beings, right? And if you're a government official and you've been addicted to this money printer and Jim puts this so well so I can't wait to pass it on to him you've been addicted to this money printer and all these rules that been have been bestowed to you obviously you're gonna act in certain ways right these people have been used to this godlike power of printing money that we all have to work for and when you ask them questions about what the effects of that are you heard it from the press secretary themselves herself they completely gaslight you you're actually wealthier than you were last year middle class americans are wealthier than they were last year that's a lie we know that inflation hurts the lower and middle classes the most most because they don't have the wealth to save in equities and real estate that benefit from asset inflation. And remember you, this isn't the first time they've gaslit you before because when the inflation first started happening and the legacy media totally just get gaslit you, Bitcoiners were only one of the few people on the internet that were like, inflation is coming, they're printing a record amount of money. And the entire time they were telling you there's gonna be no inflation, it was gonna be temporary, it was going to be the supply chains, but never did they address the root of the problem. And the root of the problem is the fact that they're printing a record amount of money. And when you ask them about it, they literally tell you that's not happening. Absolutely insane. Anyways. And then they say, sorry, it's, go ahead, Jim. No, go ahead. Oh, I was like, and then they say that uh, the inflation is good that it's happening. It's actually not bad. First they say it's not happening, then they say it's good. But um, well, one thing that I want to say before I pass it on to Jim is that a lot of the stats that press secretary was saying, they may be true um, in a literal sense, but that doesn't necessarily mean we're not going into a recession. A lot of times, if uh, households are anticipating a recession, they may be actually increasing their balance sheet. They may want to have more cash on it. They may be selling uh, you know, other assets to have more liquid cash. So just because the balance sheet is going up in terms of checking accounts, that doesn't necessarily mean there's not a recession happening. It may be that people are seeing a recession happening and they may be anticipating it happening. Uh, but yeah, Jim, what's your take on, on everything you just heard? Uh, even if what Patrick says is true, um, there is millions of people that are totally suffering and it's getting worse daily. The price of gas going up and, you know, everything that's tied to it, of course, uh, the elites don't feel it because they got plenty of money and they get to print it, as Nico said. 
uh, <clears throat> I find it hilarious how Biden is letting everybody know what the plan is by telling us there's another pandemic. I think they're not supposed to say that out loud. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, the whole the whole system's broken. We all know it. They, they, the control of the money creates all of this. The fact that they get to print as much as they want and the fact that the media doesn't hold anybody accountable for it. That lady just straight up lied about what was going on in for most of the people. And like Patrick said, yeah, you might be able to pick out some stats somewhere that actually match what you said, but it's total gaslighting. It's a joke. Uh, you know, the good thing is we got the internet. We got folks like YouTube doing simply Bitcoin, getting the word out more and more and more people are hearing it. We got a half a dozen or more people sitting here listening to you guys live and listen to us give some feedback. Uh, and more and more people are seeing it, you know, and we just got to keep, keep, uh, pushing the message out that the system's broken. It's broken because they control the money. Bitcoin can help fix it, if not eliminate almost all the problems. And, uh, you know, it's a clown world out there. At least we get to laugh at them. But boy, <laughs> it would be nice if the media held them accountable. That's for damn sure. Absolutely. And, and you actually made a really good point about the Internet, Jim. And they're freaking out because of it. That's why you, you see all the censorship, right? Because it goes against the official party line. Before the internet, we didn't have the ability to communicate with each other on a mass scale. So you were forced to, uh, to the, your only source of official news was legacy institutions, right? Whether that's the legacy media, Fox News, CNN, uh, New York Times, all that stuff. And that was very easy to capture by the government. So it was all talking points. Remember, these same so-called journalists were the same people that sold you that Iraq had weapons of mass destruction. I really believe that if social media was a thing back in 2003, I don't think the the U.S. would have gone to war, right? Because a lot of that BS would have been exposed. Anyways, Phil, what are your thoughts before we move on to the news? So... Going to what Jim said, they absolutely said the silent uh, Joe Biden absolutely said the silent part out loud, which was absolutely <laughs> which was totally hilarious. I, I don't understand how that just happens. And it, it's just to be honest, it, it's really embarrassing. Uh, again, we are apolitical on this. I don't really care, you know, what party anybody stands for. But it, that that's supposed to be our leader. This is the leader of the free world. And it's, it's just it's just kind of embarrassing. Um, the last piece of it is um, is this right for the last two years, the last two Fourth of Julys, they've been trying to convince us that our money isn't worth less than it is. Right. Last year, they were telling us to substitute the, the, the beef for like beans and corn and some kind of salad or something. I don't even know what it was. And then the year before that, they were trying to convince us of something else. So the corporate owned media is pushing this narrative that somehow, right, our lives aren't actually getting worse. We just need or th things aren't really getting more expensive. We just need to look at them a little differently or try something new. But then you have this person coming on and simply just ignoring the fact that the corporate owned media was doing this for the last couple of years and simply saying, no, what are you talking about? Everyone's got more money. Everyone's everyone's got more in their bank accounts. Everyone's got more to spend. Everyone's got less debt. It's like, are are you living in the same freaking world as the rest of us? Have you not been going to buy groceries? Have you not been going to put gas in your car? I mean, this is insane stuff like you're barely filling up one bag of groceries and it could be costing you like 80 bucks because all of a sudden a box of cereal is like $12. Like, what is that shit? You know, like that, that's nuts. I mean, I'm exaggerating with the 12 bucks, depending on where you are in the country, but I definitely saw a box of cereal for $9. So, Dude, it's anyways, it's, it's absolutely crazy. And yeah, just to it wasn't like a king size box. <laughs> Just, just a regular, saying. just a regular box. The, just a regular the size box. The Sorry. effects of inflation, and I, I just want to emphasize, like it, voting doesn't fix this, right? This is a this is an issue with the money. Regardless of who's in power, they're going to gaslight you too because they ju they're just concerned more concerned about keeping power than you know serving people, right? The, the incentives are totally misaligned because they're incentivized to lie. They're incentivized to say whatever it takes in order to print more money. That's what their incentive is, right? <laughs> Phil. But it's making people think they're crazy. Not not the people giving the message are crazy. We know they suck and we know they're lying. But the average person, I think at some point, right, 
some people will start to think that they're losing their freaking minds. Like, what am I doing wrong? Well, that, right? and that, because that's, that's what they want. I think that that's kind of what they want. They want you to sit there and decide to take personal responsibility over something that is not your actual doing. And, it's and, the government's doing, but you are drinking too many lattes and you're wasting too much money and you're doing something wrong with your life that you need to fix because it's not our money printing. No, and, and that's exactly why. Go ahead, go ahead, Patrick. I'm sorry. Anytime anybody has control of the money printer, they are incentivized to print it out. Even if they promise not to print it, even uh, they will do it at some point. It's just a matter of when, and which is why we use Bitcoin because there's nobody in control of the money printer, which is why um, – why shitcoins, uh, you know, uh, have have one person in charge of it. So there's even even if the person who started the shitcoin says they'll never, you know, uh, you know, increase the money flow, they, you can never trust them because at some point they or someone else in the future who has control of that spigot is going to actually take advantage of it and, and print it out. Do you have something to add, Jim? I think if we vote harder, we can get what we want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, and it's actually to, to go back to what, Phil, you were saying, um, they divide and conquer. Right. They, they literally divide people on these social issues. Ninety percent of social issues would literally go away if you fix the money. Right. It's only a small percentage of social issues that would really that would maintain that they would that would keep being contentious. But the majority of issues is because people are feeling it in their paychecks. And then the, the parties say, oh, no, it's the other guy. It's the Democrats. No, it's the Republicans. And then it's divide and conquer. And it, it, it just confuses you to what it. It distracts from what the actual problem is. Um, but anyways, Phil, it's time for the daily news brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. They make some of the best Bitcoin merch like the famous 3D printed Bitcoin grenade toy comes in any custom color your heart desires. This isn't simply Bitcoin colors. What about El Salvador colors? You can get into El Salvador colors. What about Peter Schiff colors? Yes, they make it in gold. The, the European store is now open and check out the open source 3D printed open node 3D printed design. That's really cool too. You can take advantage of the promo code down below to get 10% off CryptoCloaks.com. All right, so today I'm going to talk about um, something that we talk a lot about in Bitcoin, right? Uh, the better flag theory, this concept that Bitcoin uh, and Bitcoin's properties give you the ability to not only vote with your wallet, but also your feet. Um, and I went to uh, I went to this awesome Twitter account. It's called uh, "Quotes Sovereign," and it quotes uh, it quotes quotes from the book that's mandatory reading for all Bitcoiners. It's called "The Sovereign Individual," um, and I think that it's appropriate to read some of these quotes before I get into the second part because the second part is actually something that Phil and I have been predicting. But the only reason that we've been predicting that and the reason that we predicted it correctly, it's not because we have PhDs or master's degree or anything. It's that we applied the logic that the sovereign individual uses and we just applied that to the world because of what Bitcoin gives the individual the ability to. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. Anyways, let me read this first quote. Uh, it says, the real issue is control. The internet is too widespread to be easily dominated by any single government. By creating a seamless global economic zone, anti-sovereign and unregulatable, the internet calls into question the very idea of a nation state. Moving on to the next quote. In the new world of commercialized sovereignty, people will choose their jurisdictions, much as many now choose their insurance carriers or their religions. Now, let me give you a real-world example of something that happened recently. Um, and again, let me give you a definition of the better flag theory, just in case I use that. Uh, put, it sim put simply, flag theory is the idea that you should go where you're treated best. And remember, in the fiat world, it was very difficult to get up and go. Right, it's very hard to do transnational uh, bank transfers, especially if it's a big amount of money. Not to mention the fees and how expensive it would be with Bitcoin. If you're in a sticky situation, you could memorize 12 or 24 words. You can cross a border. It's gonna be very difficult for uh, the customs off officers to stop you. So, anyways, um, this happened, and we were actually very excited when this happened. This happened this year, March 26, 2022. Exxon Mobil. 
began mining Bitcoin in North Dakota. Um, and what they use is what we've been talking about. We called this before it happened. Uh, when you extract natural gas, sometimes that that area or that 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 site is so isolated from from energy sources that the, what they do with the they, what they do is that they burn the excess gas into the atmosphere. And because that energy source was so isolated, that was the most economical thing to do. But with Bitcoin mining, now all of a sudden that excess gas has value. What we called was we said when we when we saw this news uh, coming out of the United States and coming out of the one of the biggest, largest natural gas companies in the world, we called that this was going to become a global event. Why? Because the profit incentive of Bitcoin. Now, remember those quotes that I read in the beginning about the sovereign individual, about how the internet was going to call into question the idea of the nation state and how the nation state functioned, right? So this was a sanction by the US government, and it was a sanction against specifically the Russian crypto mining host, Bit River. Bit River was the hoster for Compass Mining. Remember when Compass Mining, their their mining operations in Russia were shut down? Well, the hoster was Bit River. And the US sanctioned, they sanctioned that company. And you would say, hey, wow, they're in big trouble. They can't receive dollars. What the US government really did is that it sanctioned US citizens out of that. But because of Bitcoin and how Bitcoin works, Bit River is going to continue operating unaffected. And if you don't believe me, check out this news that just came out. The Russian company Gazprom, which is the, one of the largest natural gas companies in Europe. It's a Russian company. Let's check out what, what, uh, what they're doing. According to a press statement from Gazprom, data centers BitRiver will receive energy. The company intends to boost mining capacity to 2 gigawatts as a result. The Russian corporation Gazprom has agreed to supply energy from Flare Gas, a byproduct of oil production, to the mining company BitRiver. The corporation hopes to lower its carbon footprint by doing so. So as you can see, even with the U.S. government doing their thing, you still have, right, completely isolated from the traditional financial system, financial world, you still have the Russians mining Bitcoin with their natural gas, right? So it goes back to what I was saying before. It doesn't – before, it mattered where you were, what your location was. But in a world of Bitcoin, you're going to go where you're treated best. It, the, the location doesn't matter anymore. And this completely changed the power dynamics between the state individual and the individual. And I think that's a really good real world example of that, right? It doesn't matter that the U.S. has all these sanctions against, you know, this Russian Bitcoin or crypto mining company to them. It doesn't matter. They're always going to go to where there's stranded energy because then they'll be able to bind Bitcoin. And this is just happening in Russia now. I guarantee you, because there's a lot of natural resources in Africa, you're going to start hearing news um, in the next couple of years of natural gas producers in Africa mining Bitcoin. Why? Because of the profit incentive. And it's not going to matter where that location is. And it's not going to matter where the company that's facilitating is from or where the individual is from. What matters is where is that stranded energy? How can I go to it? And Bitcoin is going to enable uh, enable those individuals to go wherever they want to go without the fear of any type of censorship from their governments. And I think that this is going to really call into question how nation states are going to operate because the whole idea of sanctions gets kind of flipped on its head. It doesn't make sense anymore in a Bitcoin world, right? So anyways, I, I feel like there's going to be a contentious issue moving forward. I would love to get your guys' thoughts, Patrick and Jim. Yeah, sure thing. So uh, you touched on a couple of things there, Nico. First of all, you know, the flare gas that you're talking about, when we, I mean, a friend of ours, uh, Denver Bitcoin, has been talking about that for like a year and a half. And uh, he's been saying that eventually uh, energy companies themselves will directly start to use this stuff. Um, and apparently it's been happening for a while. And um, the other thing is that when you're talking about, when, if you talk to someone who tells you that Bitcoin mining is bad for the environment, uh, they're either misleading you or they haven't misled themselves. The real reason why people want to stop Bitcoin mining is because it's borderless. That's the reason why is they don't have the control. So um, uh, 
Um, so, you know, that's that's basically the main. Uh, so they're trying to use the fact that they say it's bad for the environment to stop Bitcoin mining, but it's actually not. It's actually good, great for the environment. Bitcoin uh, will save the environment. Uh, Jim, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, you guys touched on most of uh, the stuff that we hear about and talk about within the Bitcoin space that that we're aware of, that most of the world is not aware of. Um, to say that Bitcoin mining is bad for the environment is the biggest joke because it's very easy to look at the incentive of cleaning up your natural gas well by um, burning that natural gas through a generator versus even flaring it and certainly versus venting it. Uh, it's way cleaner. And now you make electricity, which would have never been made, but also would have never been able to be sold as natural gas. So it had zero value. You use the electricity, you run a computer, it turns it into Bitcoin. All of a sudden, something that was going to pollute the environment is producing profits for an oil company when they never could have seen it. As every energy producer in the world recognizes that their excess capacity, they all have excess capacity because of the way the grid works. They always have to have more than what's needed. And what's extra gets wasted every day if people only knew. Now... Every energy producer can turn on Bitcoin mining equipment and monetize that wasted energy and turn it into profit. Uh, it cleans the environment, gives them an incentive. And as Patrick alluded to, it takes, in this case, think about who makes the money, governments. Governments and the people they talk to and control, the central banks, all them. They get to make the money. It, what you're going to see is that energy producers are going to be the money makers of the future. Now, anybody can do it, but they have the best infrastructure because they already produce electricity more than they need. We can go and buy it from them. Once they realize they should sell it to themselves, essentially just use it instead of sell it to us, they're going to turn on those miners instead of giving us that cheap electricity or other people. So little by little over time, the good part is they can never be in charge of a large enough portion of the Bitcoin because most of it's already been issued before they ever got a clue. So they may be in charge of the a bulk of the rest of the issuance, but as a percentage of the overall network, it will never be a very large percent. It might be valuable. It might have a lot of purchasing power, but it won't be a lot of Satoshis versus what's already been issued to regular folks. Luckily, I believe that uh, this is off to topic, but I believe that the way Satoshi did it, the people who got the first Bitcoins were the ones who were most ideologically aligned with the reason it was even there, because it had essentially no value or very little value. And the people that kept it alive were those people that had hope that it would be the world's money. And so those people, those ideologically aligned people, have the largest percentage of Bitcoin, not the people who are just trying to make fiat profits off of it or people who see it as a way to control somebody or something. And I just think that's going to play out well for Bitcoin. And so as the energy market takes control over a large portion of the future issuance of Bitcoin, I don't think it will have a large effect on um, who controls the, the most amount of Bitcoin within the network or whether that would ever play out in a negative way, the way some people control money now. I hope that wasn't too much, but uh, yeah. that's how I see it. Makes perfect sense. Oh, that Nico, wasn't that muted. wasn't that wasn't too much, Jim. That was no. perfect, man. Thank you for that. Thank you for the Jim wisdom. By the yeah. way, I want to give a shout out to Jim because for I'm not going to completely dox where my birthday is. Around my birthday, I said I'm turning 30 soon. What happens now? And Jim sent me this beautiful message that I saved, um, and he said, "You you finished your first life. You're now starting your second. It was it was so wise. Thank you, Jim. I really appreciate that, and I will never forget it. Um, anyways, Phil, what are your thoughts? Go ahead. Hey, wait a minute. Hold on, real quick. I just want to touch on something because uh, I wanted to say this earlier. Can you guys see the hat I'm wearing in this in the shot? Yeah, um, you would flag theory, and we both know we have a very good friend of ours, Katie the Russian, who owns Plan, Plan B Passports, which is what this hat is from. Uh, and uh, her and Jessica are helping people become sovereign citizens, sovereign world sovereign citizens, individuals by helping them get uh, citizenships and passports in, in various other countries where you can do that. That will be a thing. I think she's at, on the cutting edge of a giant industry of people that are going to want to be able to move 
when the regime under which they live turns sour and they got to go find a better place yeah. to live. Shout out to Katie and Jessica. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I think that, you know how there's the, the right now, what you see in the United States is you see a lot of people coming into the United States, right? They're crossing the border. They're seeking a better opportunity. I predict that in the future, what you're going to see is uh, refugees from the United States, specifically Bitcoin refugees, because, again, the, the Internet made locations. Think about it. Most people work remote. Right. So, yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be a huge industry. And shout out to Casey. Katie. She's awesome. Anyways, Phil, what are your thoughts? Yeah. So. When it comes to, you know, when it comes to what we're seeing here, I'm, I'm just going to use some general terminology. OK, I'm going to say this. The architects of centralization understand and they've understood the way that the world is moving and they've understood. They've seen the writing on the wall that this method that that is being used is irrelevant and is becoming irrelevant. Like if you think for a second, like that, the bankers don't think that, you know, the world that, that the world can't survive without them. They understand that it can. That's why they understand why they need to keep their moat going. So we have these kind of I'm going to make it as simple as I can. Th these two camps, we've got the one global uh, economic zone, which is discussed in the sovereign individual. OK, which is more or less governed by flag theory. Whoever, you know, whoever serves me best is where I'm going to go versus the one world government right now, the one world government is going to be made up of these, you know, the banking institutions, the IMFs, the Davos, the WEF, uh, the WEF type creatures, all of these things. Now, they're not all necessarily buddies, but they're all in the same type of competition at the same level. So essentially, I believe what these architects of centralization or the one world government people, they've been essentially trying to beat all the rest of the world to the punch, right? Because if they understand where we're moving, they're like, well, wait a second. If we can if we can get everybody into thinking that one world government is this one global economic zone, then we win. And everybody just stays in the matrix, right? And we all keep playing the game. But Bitcoin just totally threw a wrench in that and made it possible for us to have the one global economic zone, which is going to be more governed uh, in the sense by flag theory. So it's not really a government, right? It's rules without rulers. Well, so, it's, it's it's market forces, but it's market yes. forces for governments, which is and I don't think they've I don't think they're used to that competition. And you see and Phil, you're going to get into this, which is perfect. Um, you, you've never seen they've they're not used to it. Right. They, they, they kind of short circuit. Right. When you have Christine Lagarde or Powell or Janet Yellen, like reacting to Bitcoin, they don't know what to do because their usual method of, of, of killing the competition is is government coercion. But as we know, because Bitcoin is decentralized. They don't know. They don't know. They don't know who to. They, they don't. They don't know who the CEO is, so they can't put him in prison because there is no CEO. Nico, so, except Yellow knows the CEO, by the way. Yellow the Muppet. He definitely this, knows him. No, this is true. And never forget, behind closed doors, all they're saying is, "Why can't we shut this fucking thing off?" Yeah, yeah. Okay? So that, that's, that's why they're, they're freaking out. Like, why can't we shut this thing off? Which is why <laughs> they're resorting to social attacks. Right. This is why they're attacking Bitcoin's energy usage. And something that we've been covering a lot on the show, the right to self-custody. The energy usage I'm not so concerned about because the profit incentive for mining is just absolutely crazy. But the the social attacks on convincing NPCs not to take self-custody because you're going to support and all, I'm going to have to beep that out. But you're going to support <laughs> illegal activities, right? Something safe for YouTube. Um, or, you know, money laundering and all the stuff that they always say is going to be very strong. And, and, I, and, I, and I fundamentally believe that's going to be a battle between really it, it's up to all of us. It's up to everyone. It's not just up to us broadcasters. It's up to Patrick. It's up to Surfer Jim. It's up to Phil. It's up to Nico. It's up to everyone listening on Twitter Spaces, on YouTube, on Rumble, Bitcoin TV. It's all up to you guys to really convince as many people as possible to take self-custody of their bitcoin if enough people take self-custody we win there's absolutely nothing they could do about it and they know that which is why the, i believe they're going to try to convince as many people as possible to leave 
your your coin, your corn on exchanges because it's a lot easier to compromise a handful of exchanges for governments than trying to <laughs> trying to confiscate uh, Bitcoin from millions upon millions of individuals holding their own keys. So I suspect it's going to be a a highly politically contentious issue if i said that correctly but anyways phil it's time for the daily fail brought to you by swan check them out swanbitcoin.com it's the best way to build your bitcoin stack they've got an automated bitcoin savings plan instant purchases it's an app and a site by fellow bitcoin plebs stack and dca with swan the link is down below okay got a couple of we've, we've got Three fails, okay, um, but some of them are very light, okay, but one of them, one of them is pretty heavy, all right? So first, we're going to take a look at a really interesting video that we were tagged in by Anarchy Coiner. Thank you very much. You are an awesome pleb. Him and I go back and forth quite a bit on Twitter. So here we go. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Which one of y'all did this? He, he bl He's blaming me and BitVault and Simply Bitcoin as a whole. But it truly is not our fault. What is he talking about? This is a very interesting video about the evils of NFTs. Okay, so I don't know if you saw one of the signs there. It says, God hates NFTs. Okay, so... So, I mean, look, that wasn't us, right? Like, it's not just us. We're, we're, not, it's, we're not the only people here that are trying to tell you that this is a huge scam, right? They're scammy. They're getting you to pay for JPEGs. Getting you to pay for JPEGs. And you don't even own them. You're on mute. But... Sorry, are they attacking it for environmental reasons? Or are they attacking it... I don't even know. <laughs> it's just God hates NFTs. <laughs> we don't even know why they're attacking it. I'm at a complete loss. I have no clue who these people are. Yeah. I don't know if <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter. If they it's just funny. It's fun. They probably lost money on NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happened. They're probably holding on to a whole lot of bored apes trying to figure out what? How yeah. come nobody's buying this off of me? <laughs> Have you seen the conspiracy theories about the Board Apes Yacht Club whole what? thing? Nico, what Several did I tell happened? you this morning? Yes, you talking about the uh, like the the like the racist stuff? Because yeah, we can't say certain words on YouTube. We can't say certain words. Oh, I'm sorry. We'll cut that one out then. You guys can figure that. But yeah, uh, a yes. couple of very. I watched an hour of this one guy, and he showed a lot of background detail, a lot of screenshots of a lot of stuff, and. I say to myself, you know, why not? People are crazy. It's a whole bunch of subliminal um, uh, imagery and, and, and symbols meant to convey all this racist and, you know, propaganda type stuff, but not be noticed by the average person. And they, the guys who did it are essentially just laughing, watching people adopt their racist propaganda and all these people not knowing, and especially to the level of celebrities. The whole point is these guys just want to they just want to troll the world uh, and they're doing it really, really deep at a deep level with the stuff that everybody's against. And now they're all promoting it. And these guys are sitting back laughing. That's essentially like the big joke of it all. It's but a, they're yeah, doing troll. it on top of it. Already a joke. The NFTs, it's like a joke on a joke when you add it up. Really, it's uh, unbelievable. God like, level trolling. It really is. It's mm -hmm. like. You know, God, God probably loves the fact that they're getting trolled, but he, I would say he would hate this stuff because it's a big lie. You know, God is truth, no? There is a massive rabbit hole that Jim is talking about, uh, about the, uh, Phil, the you're going to have to, you're going to have to cover it one day. Uh, yeah, we'll no, do like we, a Bitcoin are, TV exclusive. A yeah, Bitcoin TV is, exclusive. Yeah, we're going to have no choice. We are going to have no choice but to not put it on YouTube because it is like... I mean, don't get me wrong. These other videos are on YouTube. They didn't get flagged yet. Mm. Um, so that could be... Anyways, definitely something that we will need to cover. But let's let's continue so, uh, on. Corey, huh? No, Phil, Corey put out a couple of tweets citing at least one, if not two of these videos that talk about this mm. stuff. So look, at, look under his feed. Anybody listening? Um, you can see, you know, he tagged them unless they take them down or whatever. Like you said, they're not banned yet. 
Exactly. They're not banned yet. So, and I did start watching one of them this morning and I was totally blown away. Okay. <laughs> here we go. We're going to we're, we're going to move we're we're going to move on. Here we're going to move on to something a little different, a little different than the evil NFTs. Something just as evil, right? Something that has just as much creep. All right? We're talking about consumer prices. Everything is Weimar, Nico. Everything is Weimar. So let's take a look at this tweet here from at Schulden Sooner. Is this writing on the wall for consumer prices in Germany? German producer price inflation rose by 33.6% in May. That's bad. Look at this. This is insane. So obviously our takeaway from this is humans don't trust them with the money. Well, okay. dude, look at Biden. Remember the Biden video. Remember the Biden. He's like, we need more money. And then he said his press secretary was being asked about inflation. <laughs> We're going to praise what inflation, Nico? What inflation? Oh, and, and also, for that matter, what Bitcoin? There's no Bitcoin. Okay. So, so we just were setting the stage, right? Incompetence. We know it's there. We know it's rampant. We know that the bankers are incompetent. We know we've all been lied to. We know that the money theories that we've all been fed are complete nonsense. So let's move on to this wonderful tweet from the Bank of International Settlements. Coming soon, the BIS Annual Economic Report 2022 will outline a future monetary system which serves the public interest. So as of right now, what they've been doing has not been serving the public interest, but soon it will. Just pointing that out. Anyways, let's dive into this little 37 video before we cover their exclusive report. He's so handsome. Okay, here we go. Trust in money remains the bedrock of stability. My main message today is simple. The soul of money belongs neither to a big tech nor to an anonymous ledger. The soul of money is trust. And central banks have been and continue to be the institution's best place to provide trust in the digital age. Mm, that does sound interesting, right? So, so the bedrock of money, remember, it's not about technology, okay? It's not about the ledger. It's about trust. But more specifically, it's about trust in a very specific group of people that get to have all of the power behind your time and the value of your time. Very important. Anyways, so we got a little glimpse of this annual report. Okay, it's 41 pages. Uh, The link is in the show notes. Obviously, I'm not going to read through this whole thing with everyone. We're going to take a look at the key takeaways and we just we're going to pay attention to specific messaging because this is one of those situations where simply Bitcoin told you so. But we actually like I don't usually cite that we told you so because I don't usually remember that we've told you so. But I actually do remember that we've said this. okay? and what I'm talking about is make no mistake. All of these shit coins that blow up, they become the reason for these institutions to step in and be the arbiters, step in and be the police officers. Remember, they're looking out for our best interests. Just think about that. Let's dive into the key takeaways. I couldn't highlight anything. This is one of those documents that doesn't let me do anything, Nico. So I apologize. It kind of sucks. But here we go. Let's let's dive in. Let's take a look. These are the key takeaways from the report. A burst of creative innovation is underway in money and payments, opening up vistas of a future digital monetary system that adapts continuously to serve the public interest. Oh, you mean Bitcoin? They're talking about Bitcoin, but they're not talking about Bitcoin, talking about their own shitcoin that they control. Anyways, structural flaws make the crypto universe unsuitable as the basis for a monetary system. It lacks a stable nominal anchor. You mean like the fiat currency has stable nominal anchor? I'm pretty sure they removed gold as the peg in 71. Anyways, while limits to its scalability result in fragmentation, contrary to the decentralization narrative, crypto often relies on unregulated intermediaries that pose financial risks. Indeed, when they're talking about shitcoins, they're not wrong about these things. But Bitcoin actually is decentralized. It's not just a narrative. Bitcoin is doing what it is supposed to do, and that's why they're ignoring it. A system grounded in central bank money offers a sounder basis for innovation. 
you could probably smell the shit through the screen and I apologize. <laughs> Ensuring that services are stable and interoperable domestically and across borders. Such a system can sustain a virtuous cycle of trust and adaptability through network effects. That's right. Trust us and we will make this network grow. You can, you can trust us. It's not like we've screwed up yet. New capabilities such as programmability, ooh, composability and tokenization are not the preserve of crypto, but can instead be built on top of central bank digital currencies, CBDC, fast payment systems and associated data structures. So you will notice that they've completely ignored Bitcoin. Now, this whole report is wonderful, but we're just going to fast forward right over here to page 11, because this is the part where we, we really did tell everybody so. Okay, take a look at this. Bridges across blockchains are rising and have been at the center of many hacks. What did we say was going to happen with the fallout from from Luna and from Terra and all these things? We said that they were going to come in and that this was going to be the reason, one of the reasons that they say, hey, you need us. You need us to regulate. So here we go. The DeFi decentralization illusion and the role of exchanges. Despite its name, the DeFi ecosystem shows a tendency towards centralization. Many key decisions are taken by vote among the holders of governance tokens, which are often used to develop uh, to developer teams and early investors and are thus heavily concentrated. Smart contracts tied to real world events involve oracles that operate outside the blockchain algorithm incompleteness, the impossibility of writing contracts to spell out what actions to take in all contingencies requires some central entities to resolve disputes. Okay, so what did we tell you? We said that they were going to use all of these stable coins and these shit coins to come in and prove the value of their CBDC. This is exactly what they're doing. And you will notice the, like I said, the link is in the, uh, in the show notes so people can read through the paper. They completely ignore Bitcoin. Okay. They do mention Bitcoin in the paper, but they never mention it as a problem that they're trying to solve. They're trying to solve the problem of DeFi. That's what they're trying to solve. So it's very funny because, again, this goes to the other narrative that we've seen from the IMF. This goes to the other narrative that we saw from Consensus when they wrote their paper uh, presenting a CBDC. They all ignore Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. They all ignore the elephant in the room. They all ignore the one thing that makes all of this and all of them completely irrelevant. Mm -hmm. And they are going to try and trick everyone into staying into this golden corralled whatever freaking prison that they have us living in anyways anyways um Nico. <laughs> dude I, I think you absolutely nailed it i think that's the signal right there that is the freaking signal that they ignore they ignore bitcoin that's the signal just like they ignore the record amount of money printing when it comes to the inflation excuses that's the signal it's the hidden lead anyways um i'm gonna read a quote by satoshi and the kind of a response to the soul of money is trust. Uh, so Satoshi said this, the root problem with conventional currencies is all the trust that uh, that's required to make it work. And history, hold on, let me read the second part. But, hi but the history of fiat currencies is full of breaches of that trust. And think about, coincidentally, think about the video that I played for you guys during the numbers section about when you ask them about inflation, and the president of the United States saying we need more money. That's another breach of trust. Because remember, when they print more money, it devalues the fiat that you're holding. They don't tell you that part. They, they conveniently leave that out, right? And that is a breach of trust. Tr the fact that you have to trust someone is the problem. Bitcoin is a trust-minimized system. It's peer to peer. There's there's no one to trust. You don't have to trust that it's not gonna it's not gonna debase. We know that there's a cap supply of 21 million Bitcoin. We know what the monetary policy of Bitcoin is. It's rules without rulers. The problem here is that they still want to be rulers. They're not so concerned about making a better financial system. They're more concerned about keeping the power that they have in the current financial system. 
And I think that a lot of politicians and a lot of central bankers stand a lot to lose, which is exactly why they ignore Bitcoin. Anyways, uh, go ahead, Jim, uh, go ahead, Phil, before I pass it on to Jim and Patrick. No, no, that's okay. Jim and Patrick, no. hit it. Let me just uh, jump in real quick. First of all, uh, Sir for Jim could barely uh, withhold his laughter when that guy was talking about the soul of trust, uh, the, the, the soul of money being trust. But uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go over the same ground you just went over, Nico. You said it perfectly regarding trust. But I will add one thing: um, is um, one thing that uh, Phil was reading that I thought was very interesting uh, was that uh, he was talking about the the paper was talking about the interoperability is important, and you know. And I'm like, what are you talking about interoperability? Are you talking about like cross-border payments? Because that is very, very bad under the current system. It doesn't really work well. In fact, you do, they don't want that, that interoperability. They want to have the ability to sanction certain people. If they don't like what, what a certain uh, country is doing, they want to be able to sanction them, you know, just like they did with Russia. So uh, uh, so it, it, it has nothing to do with uh, with interoperability. If you want interoperability, you need, you're talking about Bitcoin. So, so Jim, uh, what would you have to add about that? Uh, yeah, so it is laughable when Augustus Carson tries to talk about trust in money um, and that, that, that we should trust him and all his buddies. Um, yeah, I was I was laughing pretty hard the first time I saw it and then again now. Um, but what's interesting is they want to point out, say, like the failure of Solana or Luna or any of these things as to why you can't trust the crypto industry and we all know that crypto is not bitcoin bitcoin's in a league of its own and that's why they don't talk about it yet they cite all of bitcoin's really good characteristics as being the thing they're going to provide um the way the reason they get away with this is because the average person has no idea really what bitcoin is or how it works and they also don't know how money works and so they he they hear about crashes in crypto and they think yeah it's risky it's dangerous you're gonna lose your shirt and they equate Bitcoin to that. And then they hear the narrative that this new brand new stuff is going to be good. And so many people trust authority already. What they don't see and what the narrative that they don't pick up on is these uh, shit coins that fail are governed. They, they want to say how they're not governed, right? They're, they're, it's a, the Wild West. They make up their own rules. Um, but ultimately, what central banks do is they make up their own rules, just like a crypto scam does only under the guise of authority and so the thing they say they're going to protect you against like the rug pull they could do as a matter of fact they do it when they print new money all the time so the biggest joke is that he is literally saying let us do what they're doing uh and the only difference is they don't have legal permission like the authority of some government magic words on paper that says they're allowed to but we are so we can rug pull you but they can't because they didn't get permission it's just such a fucking joke sorry it, no it, no totally it is i'm gonna say it too jim it's a total fucking joke bitcoin really does fix this it it, it just breeds corruption like that, that that that's the that's the system anyways phil go, they're protecting it. us <laughs> Look, you, I, I showed you the chart. I showed you the chart, the, the little chart. They're protecting us. There were hacks in, in crypto and there's, there's theft and crime and they're protecting us. <laughs> you, right? You, yeah, I mean, it's true. I, I feel protected by, by Augustine. He definitely ate my fries, though. Anyways, Phil, there was an open source fries. software release today. <laughs> Why don't you tell everybody? Meme review. Oh. The meme review. <laughs> Brought to you by Citadel 21. It's the best Bitcoin cultural zine, stories, articles, comics by actual Bitcoiners. This is the artwork for volume 10. This is the artwork for volume 11. And this is the artwork for volume 2. Volume 2 is almost sold out because there's only a thousand physical copies made per volume. So get your prints of Citadel 21 today before they run out. All right, everybody, welcome to the Bitcoin meme review. We review Bitcoin memes. Memes play an essential role in Bitcoin culture and this narrative trench warfare that we're fighting hand to hand on the battle battleground of the internet. Anyways, let's check out this first meme by the legendary Pubby. Host of Toxic Happy Happy Hour on Twitter Spaces after the Simply Bitcoin Space. That's the Happy Hour Space. Anyways, how a DeFi lending platform actually works. 10 yield offer, 20 yield offer, 30 yield offer. <laughs> it's the sniper in the church meme for anybody who's listening. Due to extreme market conditions, we are suspending all transfer. <laughs> that's the definition of a Ponzi scheme. Dude, all right. That's awesome. Moving to this one. 
All right, you will get it at the price you deserve. It's the famous, you know, yeah. uh, good times create strong men, strong men create ba- uh, good times, God, uh, good time, etc. That that thing, and it says bear markets create Bitcoiners, Bitcoiners create bull markets, bull market create shitcoiners, shitcoiners create bear markets. It's so freaking true. It's All cute. right. Uh, shout out to our friends at Bitcoin Magazine with this meme. Bitcoin is down thirty percent this week. I'm not surprised. I warned you it was a bubble back in 2013. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. All right, next one by Rothmus. What's the difference between a conspiracy theory and the truth? About six months. <laughs> all I gotta say is that Alex Jones was right about a lot of things. Not all things, but he was sure right about a lot of things. Um, good morning, plebs. Uh, bom dia, buenos dias, plebs. So, what are we going to do today, brain? It's Pinky and the Brains, the the, uh, the cartoon. The same thing we do every day, Pinky. Stack sats and shit on shit corners. I like that. I like that. All right. Uh, next meme by CK. Uh, get your coins off exchanges. I already did that. Get more and get those coins off exchange. And this is uh, this is the the pawn wars. Uh, the pawn no, wars. These, these are the motorcycle dudes. The motorcycle dudes. Yeah. Ah, Patrick the Motorist. It's perfect. You know who they are. We it's have no perfect. Idea who they are. All right. Um, <laughs> so um, next one by ah Swan Bitcoin, one of our sponsors, best place to stack sats. DCA SwanBitcoin.com. Anyways, slash simply Bitcoin. Uh, so Bitcoin is dead. You must be new here. It's the Willy Wonka guy. The the template. Anyways, very good memes, Phil. Very good memes. And for those memes, if you were in school, you remember this. This is a mechanical pencil, and you wanted to trade your regular pencil for this pencil. Or at least it was when I was in school. Phil? I was a big fan of those mechanical pencils. Huge fan. It was part of the repertoire, right? You had the mechanical pencil, and you had the little lead thing, which was really cool, too. Mm-hmm. You'd play it and take it out. Sometimes yeah. it'd break, and you'd be like, ah, no, or, it broke. Or if you ever tried to put the lead in through the tip of the pencil. Yeah, of course. Because, you know, you've got nothing to do. I mean, you're supposed to be paying attention, but you're not. Um, I wasn't. Clearly. Anyways, uh, that being said, I am going to give those memes the score of a still in the packaging Jade hardware wallet. Ah, very nice. Still in the packaging, too. Very nice. Uh, Surfer Jim, what would you give those memes? Well, first I want to point out the fact that the mechanical pencil has now been cited at least twice on your show as a score, as a winning (gasps) score. If you will recall, when I was on the show last, I was ready to give a ballpoint pen as a good score, but I felt it needed a little more and that the mechanical pencil. Oh! <laughs> now, now wow. today. Jim just today, threw down. <laughs> today, you know, look, Nico, Nico and I are on the same wavelength. Like, mm-hmm. we give good score, we deserve it, right? Now, so today I don't happen to have a mechanical pencil. Uh, maybe I just kind of knew Nico was going to cover me on that i'm not sure but um you know in honor of all the podcasts especially the ones you guys put on which are hilarious and very informative uh i have spent years now learning on the road uh, walking around home depot wherever i'm by myself i got these cordless headphones on i'm gonna i'm gonna be generic like any cordless headphone is a really really quality value item and i think it's worth it for these memes i mean that's a those are great memes and this is a in my opinion this is a very high score right here that's a very wow Uh, it's that's a very that's one of the highest scores we've ever received patrick what would you give those memes I uh, saw a couple of friends on their pubby and ck with great memes but all the memes were 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 awesome uh but uh i I will say for for those memes i'm gonna give a score of uh a bitcoin porcupine t-shirt shout out to fomo uh, FOMO 21. Shout out Neil Jacobs. Shout out Neil. Yeah. It's, yeah, Neil Jacobs. So he's he's an awesome, awesome Bitcoiner. So yeah, uh, I love this. Uh, perfect for Pork Fest. So I'm, I'm, everyone's asking me about this shirt here. So uh, Porcupine Freedom Festival, uh, Porcupine Bitcoiner. Hell yeah. Yes. Awesome. Awesome scores. Yeah. There's some awesome memes. Jim pull, pulled out the big guns today. Anyways, guys, we want to know if you agree with our scores you disagree. Let us know down in the comment section. Make sure to subscribe to us on alternative video platforms for obvious reasons like Rumble.com, our personal favorite, BitcoinTV.com, and join our awesome Telegram group. It's a party in there. There's plebs. You can link us some Bitcoin memes to review on the Bitcoin meme review. But anyways, Phil, it really is time. There was, there, there's an open source software release when I tell everybody about it. Plebs. Oh. <laughs>
brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out, CypherSafe.io. Forget about paper, it's dead. Store your seed with the Cypher wheel or the all new Cypher grid. They both come with a tamper resistant wire and the grid comes with a punch tool. All right, guys, in the last bear market, I was introduced to Pirate Beach Bums Bear Market Diaries, and it was awesome. Just really great down-to-earth Bitcoiners answering just random questions about Bitcoin and, and about themselves. Really great stuff. He dropped the first one today. We've got the link in the show notes, piratebeachbum.substack.com. And the first one is an interview with Hodl Anot, and it just dropped. Check it out. The link is down below. And guys, we always say this. We're going to keep reminding you. Don't forget to check us out on our audio only platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Anchor. If you want to stream us sats, check us out on Fountain.fm. You could stream us sats through Breeze. Awesome. Thank you, Phil. All right, guys, before we go, I want to give a very quick shout out to our clothing sponsor. Phil and I wear the hoodies every single day. Represent LTD.com. They're making Simply Bitcoin merch. They're, they made Bitcoin merch, the one that Phil's wearing. And you can take advantage of the promo code down below to get 10% off anything off the RepresentLTD.com store. I also want to give a very special shout out to our dear friends live at Porkfest. The legendary Patrick the Mortarist and the legendary Surfer Jim. He went viral because he was attacked by Shamat. It was absolutely epic. They made a song about him. These two are Bitcoin legends. And shout out to everybody else at Porkfest. Guys, if you are listening to this on Twitter Spaces, stay tuned because after the show, we're going to have a live q and I'm going to be there tomorrow. So you guys will you know, be able to talk if you want to talk to me, if you want to talk to Phil. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Anyways, guys, if you enjoyed the show, you know what to do. Smash that like button. Of course, you want to continue hearing the Bitcoin news from the plea pleb perspective, the catastrophic fails, the memes, all from the same plea perspective. Definitely consider subscribing to Simply Bitcoin, and we'll see you tomorrow, guys, for a brand new episode. If you're shitcoining, you're the exit liquidity. We'll